Beautiful. So today we've got another episode of Becoming Cosmically You podcast and we've got the amazing Angela Smith with us. Angela is going to share all her wisdom and all her knowledge and she's also got an amazing uh, children's book to share with you with a rainbow on the front. Like how freaking awesome is that, right? Could it get any better, rainbows? So Angela, over to you. Let us know who you are, where you're from, what you do. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm Angela. I'm known as Angela M. Smith, um, author, if you're looking for me online. I reside in New Zealand. I've been writing since 2007. I put my first book out, which is this one called I Love Myself, and I've just updated it and um, re-released it. So I write motivational, uplifting books for children, all about diversity, inclusion, but the trick to writing a children's book is to show and not tell probably mm. a bit like with us adults we don't want well I don't anyway I don't like to be told anything I like yeah. to fuck the system and kids don't want to be told either so if you're writing a story that's moralistic or you're telling a child no nah, that's just going to turn them off because kids these days I often say they come in wiser than us yeah and so it's not for us to speak down to them or to them or at them it's to draw out their wisdom and allow them to be mm. I and, love and that. thank you and this book um so that's the covers there for those yay of you rainbows and that makes yeah. me really smile when I see a cover of your book <laughs> yeah it's, it's just so gorgeous and the little boy that's my son when he when he was little oh. um yeah, and um, so this book, I sold as many copies to adults as I did children. Mm. And at the moment, children's books are doing really well for adults. It's like mm. people have had too much stress lately and we don't need, uh, you know, like our sensory systems can't, can't take too much more of a shock, basically. And so children's books, especially if they're nurturing, or they can be funny, like I've got a book called Priscilla Takes Flight, and that's got some really good sense of humor in it. Again, it's about friendship and helping one another. Um, but it's just light, light relief. So I love mm. the fact that adults are buying children's books for themselves to nurture their inner child. I just think mm. that's super cool. Yeah, my team actually said that when you were talking about speaking um, to children, you know, your method that you use, they said, yeah, you're speaking directly to the inner child of the adult as well. So it's funny that mm. you said that you were selling the same amount of books almost with adults as well. That's beautiful. So do you actually um, provide services to adults as well or is it just your children's books? No, I write books for adults. I've put out this... Um show you this one oh, that's it there so it's stepping into love is a journey to self-healing a journey to self-healing and the workbook there's a companion there's a workbook there as well oh, wow. yeah and it's um like so if i open this randomly well, um, so it's a workbook. It's got declarations in so you're declaring you're making a commitment a commitment to yourself um like to be kind to yourself for 30 days to speak kindly to yourself um like this page has got some affirmations which i might as well read since i've opened it up at this page i am worthy of the success i desire i take daily actions towards achieving my dreams everything is falling into place for me 
I tune into my inner guidance and embrace life lovingly. So I'm not really into goal setting. I'm not mm -hmm. against anyone that is, but I'm more about us finding what our vision is and being vision led. I mm. think if you, we're all, we all have a part to play in this life and um, like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. And once you know what your piece is or how to light that up, then the way or the stepping stones will be shown to you. So mm. for me, if I had to set a goal, I would feel a pressure. I don't want to feel pressure. Yet I work hard. I work long hours working for myself because I know what I'm trying to achieve. But to me, it's not work because I enjoy doing it. So I don't need mm. the goals because I just tune in, show me the way, and then the way is shown. So that's mm -hmm. that's sort of how I work and that's how um, – what that book is about and then for the, just before we started the um, connected here on the call in the stepping into love book I randomly opened the page because I say very I anyone who's reading it if you open it randomly like it doesn't have to be read from cover to cover it can be just picked up and wisdom it'll, it'll speak to you and so this chapter is don't be like a fish in a fishbowl don't be like a fish in a fishbowl waiting for others to come and feed you whatever they like Decide how you wish to be treated and how you want to show up and contribute to your relationships. Start to live the life that you desire. Claim this for yourself. You are more than worthy and deserving of healthy relationships where you thrive. And then, then it talks yeah. about if things go pear-shaped and blah, 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 but it's how to get back on track. But it's about how I write for my children's books and adults' books is, I guess, it's how to fall in love with yourself how to, mm. that's the self-acceptance, the self-acknowledgement, because we can be incredibly hard on ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, coming from um, the background I have as well, I think self-love is, is something that people are kind of like, uh, they struggle with, I think, a bit. You know, I think just finding that frequency of love in this world for a lot of people is a real struggle. And I think you see it a lot in um, in our industry, don't you, with the, with what we do, but also in relationships as well that people have with, firstly, themselves. I think that relationship kind of like tells you a lot about what's going to happen in someone's world. You know, I, I remember yesterday I was in a group and I don't know about you if you hang out in other groups, but there was this 18-year-old girl and she was asking about how do I receive more in the world? And I was thinking, wow, she's 18. At 18, I was out partying, you know? I wasn't even thinking really about, I mean, I was a kind person, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't really thinking of, you know, doing all the things she was asking. I was like, wow. And I wanted to say, you know, just go out and have some freaking fun because you're 18. But I didn't say that because I thought that might sound a little bit patronizing coming from me when I'm like in my voice, right? So I was like, you know, I'm just going to humor her. And I said, well, if you want to receive more, start with something really simple. And when someone gives you a compliment, uh, ask yourself how you receive that compliment, you know. And she said, oh, I'm really bad at receiving compliments. And I was like, well, work on that little piece first. <laughs> You know, I think um, I think people are sometimes, I don't know if you see this in your work, Angela, but they they expect the big uh, promise or the big 3D manifestation and they don't look at the micro things that are really affecting how they get that big manifestation, you know. And um, 
Yeah, 100%. That's pretty much you've nailed what this whole book is about. Oh, wow. Okay. That's funny. That message came through from my team channeled. I mean, I channel everything. So um, that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you, team. <laughs> yeah, thank you, team. It's it's totally, it's about the little moments. It's the magic in each day. It's the like a while back when I had like zero dollars and I used to think I based my worth on my finances and as a single mom I didn't have a lot and it was like then it was like well what do I have to give and it was a smile and so I start and to this day I smile at everybody in the street and it's like when then you get a smile back and like that what you were saying to that young girl um to receive back from people that's a gift to yourself and it's a gift to them it's a yin to the yang if we can't receive or we can't be balanced we yeah. can't just give, 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 because often if if we give continually and from a place of being half empty or, or lacking, that's when resentment and anger will come mm. into play. And it's just, and that's not going to bode well for, for, for anybody. And it's not a competition, how much we give or not, but it's just, but it is important that we give from, a genuine place where we're, from where we're able to give. And if we're not able to give, then that's when you just stop. And like there's an exercise in this book at the beginning where you just tune into your heart. And whenever I do that, I can just feel my energy. And I never used to be able to do that. And it's like, if we just stop and feel what it's like to love ourselves, then that from that energy, then we can... Well, we're doing enough just by reverber reverberating out to the world an energy of love. Mm, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I love that you use the heart space as well because we use the heart space in all our work. So we, instead of using the mind to make the decisions, we get our clients to move into their body and into their heart space because the, the heart is so um, sophisticated with thinking and feeling and knowing There's brain in the heart isn't there yeah yeah it's so sophisticated uh i think we've been misled a lot of, a lot of times uh for a long time in this 3d world right and we've been programmed to use our brains we're actually i always say to people like if you could cut my head off somehow and i could live i mean i like my hair and i like my face you know and glasses <laughs> and my glasses yeah <laughs> look we would just no glasses on wouldn't i just sat on my neck but you know i just feel like um if we could somehow teach people how to bypass their brain and that monkey mind and that programming that seeks to only keep us safe and really follow our heart's desires i think the world would be beautiful I mean, my world's beautiful because that's how I create it. But I mean, you know, the actual 3D plane as a whole. For sure. My other um, part of my work is I'm an intuitive healing massage therapist. Mm. And I was massaging a lady today and she said, how is my body? How am I? Is it better? And I said, I think you've been thinking a lot. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, <laughs> she said yeah, I started thinking too much and worrying about work. Um just yesterday I started thinking about it and I was meant to get back today and so I didn't because I had a headache and I said yeah I can tell <laughs> it's like straight away just that one day her head was so tight because that was where she was she was up in and I, I said to people I can tell who's been thinking too much to stop yeah. thinking yeah yeah 
So we don't have to think, we don't have to try. I used to be, be like, how's that going to work? How can I figure that out? But if you observe nature and also if you put out just a question, the universe will answer it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways I talk about, I don't think, but I know I talk about wonder. So I wonder what would happen. I wonder how that could work. So when you wonder, it's like curiosity. And that's why children, um, I love how they how they work because they're mm. curious. So if we get curious about our lives, then the answers will come. Mm. And the, the answers may be more expansive than what we think they're going to be. So it's mm. like we have to get out of our own way. Yeah, and then oh. it makes life so much easier. Always, and the other thing children are so great at is surrendering. Right? They they a hundred percent believe that when they want something, it's going to happen. Like my children as well are absolutely limitless. You know, they they don't have a limit to how much they can receive. Which obviously in the three D realm, sometimes you have to remind them that there are certain things you know that we have to be a bit mindful of, but as as beings they they like they could just receive everything that they want you know they aren't they they're just like well we want this we want that we want you know just see look at a child making a a christmas list what they want for christmas from santa it's like it's huge (laughs) for sure for sure it's interesting on the other side though like a couple of these books that i love myself one and then i've got this one i am me unique and free um these two books, they're potentially going to be picked up by an organization here in New Zealand um, and being put together as a kit for children being uplifted from unsafe homes. Mm. So it's got all the messages um, like about bravery. Um, Where's this one here? I'm beautiful like a flower. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. What makes you beautiful? That coloring matches your jumper. Oh, I love that. Just beautiful. That. So some children are shut down really early mm. because of, because of the pain, and I guess, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that is what it is. But it's also, if you give them the right tools, then maybe they can come out of things or move through them quicker than we can. Mm. Because as yeah. adults, we la- label something as good or bad, but maybe children don't as much. Maybe that's what you're tapping what you're tapping into like this one is I'm calm like a bird drifting in the breeze what things help you feel calm and so I've had parents say that it um, opens up questions with their children because mm. you'd be simple well, maybe you wouldn't be surprised how many children how many parents don't talk with their children mm. they don't actually know what's going on in their lives Wow. And I always say if we start talking to our children from a young age and rather than dismissing them then they'll be able to talk to us at any age and that will solve so many issues and problems Mm. that you know that we will remain open rather than than closed off yeah absolutely it's a beautiful point because you know I was brought up in a home that was very very chaotic and I developed anxiety from a very very young age which I've healed through but um it's interesting that um you know, you say about the dissociation and shutting down and stuff because children are very feeling beings. They they are very perceptive. They know much more than we do most of the time because they can see it from all different angles. And Absolutely. They, are just, they are so bright. Um, 
you know, I, I've been guiding my children from a very, very young age. And we talk about things like energy and hugging trees and giving and receiving and boundaries and um, 3D realm, realm above 3D fairies, you know, all these things nice. and dreams. And I think when I was younger, I was brought up in, in the zone where you were very much to be um, seen but not heard type of thing, you know, and your opinion didn't matter. You were just, you were never asked your opinion. You just had to do what you were told. And I think now that the clients that I'm working with, you can see how these behaviors, how they've been brought up has really affected them from a trauma point of view. And it's quite fascinating to see that. And I think um, the work that we do with children and your work is so powerful because you are stopping these people from having to do that work later in life. And that's the point, right? If we can educate the parents now <laughs> to help the children, then we're not going to have all these issues that we have now around things like, you know, like addiction and and things that people do in order to escape their traumas. It's um such it's such like a a pivotal point, isn't it, in a child's life to understand that they can express. And what you're doing is you're educating both parents and children at the same time, which is just beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly exactly it. Is it back back to the one with the rainbow? Yeah, yay! <laughs> I, I, can I read it to you? Yeah, do it. It's, it's really short, so it won't won't take too long. Um, I love myself. I choose choose friends that love me back. This book was illustrated uh... by children. That's cute. <laughs> and then I love myself. I feel happy to ask others for a helping hand. I love myself when I start something, I finish it. Because how often do we not? Mm. I love myself. I let my imagination fly. And that's my son when he was oh. little. Oh, that's, that's cute. cute. <laughs> I love myself. When you say I'm different, I'm still okay with me. Oh, and then on there it says you're not my friend because you know that's what kids can often do. And she's saying in the middle, "I love myself," so she knows that she's okay with who who she is. And see, if children are reading this or parents, they're affirming, "I love myself" the whole time. So mm. that's sort of like a double, um, you know, empowering message. I love myself. I take care of my things. Yeah. And then we've got, I love myself. When others aren't nice, I say, please stop. Mm -hmm. I just think that's such an important message mm -hmm. for kids to learn to say, no, you know, please stop. Yeah. I love myself. I say kind words to others and to myself. Oh. And then I love myself. I feel safe joining in and having fun. So a lot of classrooms used um, these books when I first put it out. So they would take one page, double page spread and then they would work through all the aspects. So I guess if you had some children that didn't want to join in, you could talk about why they didn't or what they could, what they could try. And then we've got, I love myself. When you say I'm slow, I take my time to get things right. Aww. I grew up being told that I was slow my whole life by my mother. So that yeah. was... It's like, no, I'm just taking taking my time because what's time anyway? 
Yeah, doesn't even exist, right? It, it, it doesn't. I love myself. I smile at people and say hello. So you see, we were talking about smiling. Smiling so incredibly powerful and a smile is something that we can all receive and we can all give. I love myself. I feel confident to lend a helping hand. Look at that illustration. Oh, that's cute. And then... I love myself. I give my best at whatever I do, jumping fences or flying through hoops. That's it. Yeah, that's it for kids if they give the best, any of us. And then there's a double page spread where they can just do their own picture. Oh, that's nice. And that's and that's that's the end of the the book. <laughs> oh, I love that. And so powerful to get these messages to to children. To about, about loving themselves you know all of most of this work really in this world I think um, a lot of it is directed at other people but actually if we just center on ourselves and um, work on ourselves then usually most of the things that you see in 3D as maybe potential problems just seem to dissolve away right absolutely just talking now I can just feel all that energy or that heart energy and and you're you're right it's all of the messages in that book are for adults mm. as well and if they just read that and love themselves you know heal their inner child yeah absolutely just be so different yeah inner child work is really really pivotal um do you do work around that as well with with adults I haven't done much lately, but I can do, like I say, ideas coaching or like my business name is True Potential. So it's about bringing out the best in people. So I'm being told that I need to do more around that. And especially through the Stepping Into Love book, um, working through that with people. Yeah, that's what my team just said to me as well to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the <I'm>, question. <laughs> yeah, I'm really compassionate. It's like... I turned 60 last year and it's taken me such a long time to get to where I am to be really happy and content within myself and to be really yeah. compassionate with who I am and just feel so much love and it's it's like such a good place to be in after having gone through a lot of my life so it's yeah. I feel like I can impart that to other people to a degree like some of my massage massage clients that come they're really um some of them have really high anxiety levels and different things so we talk through things so and then I have people that come they've lost their part their partners have just died so I spirit do bring me a lot of people with like quite heavy cases as well and I think it's because I've learned not to judge mm. just to meet people where they're at where yeah yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's almost like a prerequisite, isn't it, in this um, environment is to not judge anybody by their past. Because the thing is, most of us, most of us who are, who are here to create the new, the new earth with the new pathways, we've been through a lot ourselves, you know, because like they say, the, the um, universe puts its toughest soldiers through the um, the the hardest of assault courses, you know, when we've got the wounds. And I always say to people, I'm so grateful for that because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have the skills and the empathy and the ability to share stories to help people transmute their own. And I think that is where the power is in, in sharing stories. And 
It's one of the reasons why my own team brought me here to create this podcast, to give people an opportunity to share their own stories, to help other people transmute their own pain and their own traumas and, and kind of normalize it, you know, because we've all got stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because funny, because um, a story that came to mind, which I healed while writing that Stepping Into Love book was, um, I was born, how many weeks early? 10 weeks early mm. and I was a twin and um, we were breached and my mum hemorrhaged and then my twin brother died the next day and I was in an incubator for six weeks and she didn't never saw him and she didn't see me for six weeks and we never really bonded and um, so at times I didn't feel lovable I didn't feel like I was meant to be here and a couple of years ago, um, it was just before we went into lockdown, my hairdresser said to me, I said, oh, birthdays are always funny. I said, because my parents can't exactly celebrate my birthday because it's always to them, there's always something missing. Mm. And she said, have you ever wished your brother a happy birthday? And I said, no, not once. And so I write about this in the in the book because she said, I have a stillborn, I had a stillborn daughter. And she said, I speak to her every day and I'm thankful for the time that I did have with her we have really shifted things for me I've talked to to people about it and people that have just they've lost a partner and whatever and it really shifts their perspective so they're grateful and thankful for what they have had rather than Mm. focusing on what is lost and there's nothing wrong with feeling that grief and moving through it but so mm. often we're still in the lack rather than oh my god look at the time I did have and it was funny because a couple of days later I thought okay I'm going to wish my twin brother a um, happy birthday so I walked to the beach walked down the steps and up onto the sand and there on the sand was this great big heart-shaped rock wow yeah, and I just knew it was from him and from and I just started to cry and it was like that was such a healing moment that he was with me the whole time. And so mm. that was that was such a yeah, it was it was like okay, writing that book was healing in so many different ways. And then spirit would have me go through situations time and time again, like boundaries and different things in the book. Um that I thought I'd gone through just so I could add more compassion into the book. Mm. Because it was like it's one thing to write about it, but it's also you have to really deliver that message and also you have to really have gone through something and healed it if you're going to be writing it and putting it out into the world. Oh, totally. And I think that's what a lot actually um, the the industry is missing in a way. It's the people that have actually gone through it themselves and healed it and have got true life stories. Um, I, I don't know about you, but in the industry, there are a lot of people who take courses and then teach based on a course. And I'm like, well, actually, the best course you can have in life is life. <laughs> it's the best life lesson, Ab- right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that whole system needs to crumble. Because yes. <laughs> it does oh, a, lot of, a lot of damage. Oh, so much. I, and I think that's why most of us are here. You know, the new wave, the new earthers, I, I should say. I don't really know how to call us, if I'm honest. But, you know, the people who are here just to disrupt the system and break down and, and, and tear away all the bullshit, shall we say, that's Absolutely. out there. <laughs> and yeah, get rid the, of the, the stuff ge- and the genuine, people that don't work. 
<laughs> because otherwise, like when I said, I'm not really into goal setting, it puts so much expectation onto people. And we just don't need the expectation because we're most of us are the hardest on ourselves out of anybody. Yeah. Sure, we can be disciplined. But as I say, it's like with education, I've often said if we um, taught children by subjects that they wanted to learn, so we say it was automotive, trains, cars, whatever, girls or boys wanted to use but the, school, the class into four maybe have different topics that if they could learn about automotive stuff science maths english everything around a topic that really um could be aliens could be anything they would just be in there and they would be learning because it would be they'd have a propensity towards that but if we're teaching them stuff that they're just not interested in why wouldn't you switch off yeah oh yeah definitely uh, both of my children are very um what's the word they're very sure of what they want and what they don't want shall we say you know yes. and I, I always ask them what do you want to do today girls what do you want to eat you know we we have very few rules in our house as long as you're kind to each other as long as you eat your food and as long as you go to bed on time those are my three kind of rules you know just because mm -hmm. life and um, sleep and food are life in our house <laughs> but um <laughs> other than that you know it, it's um we we give so much free movement to do whatever they want and I agree with you um it's that like famous Einstein quote that my team are just channeling to me now like if you teach a fish to climb a tree it's gonna forever think it's stupid right and and I think that's what the school system does in a lot of lot of ways and it's a shame um so maybe you uh, set up your own school here, Angela, based on the um, things you know. <laughs> maybe my books could be part of other people's schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe you create like your own curriculum around your book. You know, that would just be beautiful. Yeah, maybe. I've been, I've been told for years I'll be on the world stage talking and sharing part of my story. So I think I'm a, such a free spirit. I don't think I could do teaching schools I used to be a nanny it's like I'm better right I'm better writing than I am yeah yeah it's, um but de but definitely we need new material mm. for us the materials there we need it into the schools basically yeah and I think we need like a new rules no rules approach really to just allow oh, children the freedom to be in alignment with what they want because I think when you are the kind of child that doesn't want to align, then you're told that you're naughty. I mean, my yeah. child came home from school the other day and said to her daughter, um, her sister who's eight, um, what did she say? Less chatting, more sitting. And I, I said to the school, like, I really don't appreciate where this language has come from. I don't want my child to have to think that she has to conform and she can't express in communication. Like, I find that, you know, trauma with a little t, that's what I said to them. You know, you're imprinting on my child that mm -hmm. she's not allowed to express and she must sit still. And she's five years old. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't ever teach my children to sit still other than I tell them not to rock back on their seats because, you know, obviously that's dangerous. But other than that, I'm like, you know what, if you need to move, just get up, move, <laughs> take your Absolutely. food with you. 
because <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's, that's how kids learn as well. I think in Sweden, they're doing some learning, like a whole load of different age, um, age groups in the classroom. So the young ones with the older ones, and they, they're, teaching, they're teaching one another. And I'm in a, um, a Facebook group, which came to mind as you were just talking before, and a couple of people had used the word naughty in their books. And I said, what are you, why are you even using that word? It's just mm. labelling a child. I, I, I was really shocked that that word is still used because mm. it's kids aren't naughty. They may be acting a certain way. They may be um, out of line with their true selves in any given moment because they're not feeling safe or maybe they're acting out something that needs to be acted out, but it doesn't need to be labelled as, um, you know, bad or or good. You know, it's um, it's interesting. We're always labelling children and we're not teaching them to um, self-regulate. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there has to be more of that. But I think as adults as well, you see a lot of labels and people wanting to put each other in boxes and, and come up. Even in the spiritual community, right, you see a lot of people, labels and I just don't believe in any of it. I just unless someone's asked me what what kind of star seed I am or whatever, I just say I'm multidimensional and I'm infinite. You can't put a label on me. I won't accept it under no. any circumstances. <laughs> I agree. It's like what well, we've had enough of that. I think we just want to break free and just and that's why I love kids' books. I love getting lost in writing them as well because it's it's my imagination and mm. uh, yeah and even the ones that are the non-fiction ones that are read to you that's showing children that they can do that as well that they can be involved that they could do a picture themselves that they could pick their own book yeah oh definitely such a beautiful work that you're doing to really help these children and the adults as well I hope that um the adults get the help first because these children are really choosing adults that they're, they're kind of I feel like the children are coming in to guide adults but really they they still need that container that support that guidance from someone who's been here longer in earth years in this timeline whereas I think a lot of these these adults really need to step up a bit and accept self-responsibility and um, I think having children for me made me massively pick up my feet. I mean, I was already doing the work. I've been doing the work for a long, long time. But my children will call me out on my own bullshit if I ever speak any bullshit or, you know. They oh, my just... son's the same. He's 22 <laughs> now and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't get away with anything. And he's, he's wise as and it's great. It's like, okay. You know, he said, well, have you done, did you do this and this and this? I said, yep, because, okay, well then, you know, so it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you off the hook, do they? Which is no. great, you know. I, I, I always say that my kids are my greatest teachers and not because they, they're really teaching me anything, you know, in a learning capacity, but just because I, I, I learned so much about life through them, how to express and how to have infinite levels of joy <laughs> through them, you know, by what they do. They just do what they want, my kids, honestly. They still call me mean at times, but I'm like, well, am I really, you know? <laughs> I give you everything you want. 
you know they're not spoiled but they are spoiled as well in a way um I don't know how yeah so loved I mean I don't know how you can't spoil your children with love really I think um I don't think it's possible to um is it (laughs) no I don't think so well love is love isn't it yeah exactly so Angela where can people find you if they want to stalk you out or look at your books or get in touch with you what's the best place to find you um most of my books are on Amazon under Mm -hmm. Angela M Smith um also my website is truepotential.co.nz okay beautiful excellent is that the best place for people to find you then you know if you've got I feel like there's going to be some educators or or people that are really interested in talking to you about um your books so the website is probably the best place for that right yeah absolutely I've got a contact page so they can reach out because I can do school visits or I can talk to teachers I can talk to anybody basically it's just a, probably a little bit tired tonight because it's um nearly midnight here but <laughs> oh bless you yeah we'll we'll let you get off because yeah we don't we don't ever like disrupting people's sleep and <laughs> we appreciate you so much for being here and um you know I just want to thank you again for the the work that you are doing um to help these children to guide them but also the parents as well you know cracking through that is is uh there's a lot of layers there and you're really doing such a beautiful job so thank you so much for that thank you you're so welcome (laughs) yeah i'm gonna just press pause and then we'll um, have a little chat afterwards so thank you listeners for watching and for uh reading or uh, listening and we'll be back soon with another episode thank you so much